Namaskar everyone. Welcome to The Legionaries. Today, it is all about whiskey, scotch and single malt. Because our guest of today belongs to the same industry. When you look at whiskey, it's got different name and different part of the world. When we produce the same whiskey in uh, Scotland, we call it a scotch. The same whiskey when we produced in America, we call it a bourbon, we call it a Tennessee or we call it a rye whiskey. India is the biggest consumer of dark spirits. And especially when we are talking about the whiskey, so India is the number one consumer of whiskey. And the second number is United States of America. But believe me, United States of America consume half of what we consume in India. Today, we are going to have a special guest, Sanjeev Banga, who is the president of Redico Khetan, and he takes care of the international business of Redico Khetan. So when we look at Mr. Sanjeev's credential, he got a three-decade experience with uh, alcohol, with FMCG, and with uh, tobacco. So he worked with uh, Godfrey Phillips, he worked with uh, Panorica, and in 2008, he joined as the president, uh, he joined the team uh, Redico Khetan. So sir, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the legendary. Thank you very much, Fale. Thank you very much for having me on the show. So, uh, looking forward to a great talk with you. Definitely, sir. And we are also looking forward for the same. Thank you. So, today, uh, I think whenever we speak about alcohol, whenever we speak about uh, single malt, majorly, you know, uh, the trend is now that we are getting a lot of Japanese whiskey and single malt. We are getting a lot of... Uh, Taiwan whiskey and lately I heard about a Tibetan single malt also. But from that perspective, I think Rampur is something which is really doing wonders and you are instrumental to bring that to the international forum. So how is your experience with Rampur sir? We will glad to know the story about Rampur. Uh, it's, it's been an extremely satisfying uh, story on Rampur. Uh, in fact, as a company Redco Khetan, we started operations in 1943 and uh, our malt distillery, we started about 28 years ago. But it's only in 2016 that we launched our first single malt, which is Rampur. So we've, we've got a lot of legacy going behind uh, Rampur. And uh, if I was to take you through the journey of Rampur, it was actually in November 2015, we were all in Rampur and our uh, master blender, uh, Anup Parekh, came up to us with a malt. He said, why don't you taste it? And we were all there, we tasted the product and we just fell in love with it. And we said, we need to bottle it. Because all this while, we were aging the malt, but primarily using for our own blends of the whiskey. And that's when in November 2015, we decided we need to bottle it. And honestly, the name was no brainer. We said it will be called Rampur Indian Single Malt. And within a short span of five months, in April 2016, we actually launched the first expression of Rampur at Las Vegas. It's, it's really wonderful, sir. 
आई थिंक विद द लीगेसी रेडी को कहता है and it's interesting to know that in finally 2016 you started this single ball so how is this journey sir uh, how is it doing in the national market and uh, how you made the brand available in other countries well at the moment it's available in about 45 countries and we have five expressions of rampur we started with rampur select when we launched rampur pxp it's finished rampur double cast Then we launched a limited uh, release of only 400 bottles worldwide to commemorate 75 years of Rampur Distillery, which was the Rampur Signature Reserve. And our latest expression is the uh, Rampur Asaba. It is the first time in the history of single malt, single malt finished in an Indian wine cask. So what we've tried to do in all these expressions of Rampur is to take India. and the uniqueness of india to the world and thankfully the response has been exceedingly well the malt connoisseurs have been willing to experiment try new malts and they've given a very warm welcome to all expressions of rum so very pleased uh, with the uh, journey of rum for so far As I mentioned, it's available in about 45 countries, including uh, global travel retail. And we, in in terms of India domestic market, it's currently available in Delhi. We're soon going to be uh, introducing it into the army canteens as well. Yes. Wow. You know, today you look at any award function internationally. you know whether it is a whiskey uh, uh, you know appreciation session or any any international competition i think uh, we are seeing uh, rampur again and again and again so if you can explain more if you can tell more to us about these awards and all you know as i said it, it's been a very satisfying journey so far uh, we we launched it in 2016 and 2017 itself we got a double gold at the San Francisco Spirit and Wine competition so that was a huge morale booster for us and the team that we are on the right track and we've been winning uh, consistently uh, gold and double gold medals for all the expressions scoring more than 92 93 uh, points with all the whiskey experts as well the latest in the last two months is in the new york Uh, international spirit competition rampur asaba won the gold medal in the uh, international wine and spirit competition this month in june itself both rampur asaba and double cast won the gold medal so it's it's been a very satisfying uh, journey and we do hope that the consumers and the experts keep on liking the various expressions of rampur that are there and will come in uh sir ne- never to forget that uh, you know in the domestic market uh, we do have brand like uh, magic moment and 8 pm which is again the product of uh, redico ketan you know when we look at uh, a mass product like magic moment and uh, 8 pm then suddenly we look at uh, something like jaisalmer a crap gin so what is the you know thought uh, process behind we actually started the premiumization journey 
uh, with the launch of Magic Moments in 2007 or 8. And today we command about 56% of the vodka market share with Magic Moments. So that's when we started the premiumization journey. And since then, we've launched a number of premium brands. In fact, Morpheus Brandy, that's the most expensive brand in the country. We've launched a premium version of Magic Moment, which is Magic Moment Worth. Uh, then the whiskey side, we were in, in the domestic market. We were a little uh, weak on that. And we've launched the eight premium premium brand, has crossed a million in and we on the drawing board there are n number of brown spirits especially in the whiskey space that are going to come into the premium category so that's the premium and then we jump into the luxury category which is rampur indian silver malt and jasmine indian craft gin in fact the story for gin is also very interesting uh, when we were uh, meeting with all our partners uh, during the launch of rampur indian silver malt Especially in Europe, we saw there's a genocide that's happening. Everyone's talking about gin. And you had a number of brands which had some connection in terms of name to India. But there was no authentic Indian gin or Indian craft gin. And that's when we got thinking. Because India's got huge knowledge, ancient knowledge of herbs and botanicals. Everyone uses a lot of botanicals from India. A lot of brands have Indian connections and Indian names in them, but no authentic Indian gin. Primarily, I guess, because gin as a category was non-existent in India. Globally, it was on a complete galloping, growing very, very fast pace. So that's when we decided to launch an Indian Again, during our research, we found out, uh, which not very many people knew at that time, now possibly they know, that gin and tonic actually originated in India. Yeah. So, uh, so you had gin and tonic, the original originated in India. Most of the tonic waters carry Indian tonic water, but no. Uh, special gin from India. So that's when we decided to launch Jaisalmer, which has only 11 botanicals and yeah. has seven botanicals from four corners of India. Again, uh, our philosophy is always being, we are an Indian company, we are a proud Indian company and we want to take what India has to offer to the rest of India. So that's, that's the philosophy that we have. I mean, very proudly state and promote that we are an Indian company, an Indian brand. So here it is for you to consume and taste. Wow. So when we speak about 56% in vodka, am I, will it be right to say that every third vodka bottle sold <coughs> in India is magic moment? No, sir, you're not correct. Every second bottle. Every second bottle. Wow. <laughs> I think this is tremendous. I think this is an achievement in itself. Yeah. Congratulations. I think uh, today you looked at LinkedIn, you look at uh, any social media platform. I think it's speaking highly about the quarter four result. 
and uh, a lot of credit goes as you rightly said you are a proud uh, indian uh, imfl company and congratulations that you became the biggest uh, imfl uh, indian company today that's right thank you very much yes uh, the uh, the quarter has been very good and the year despite the pandemic and the industry actually grew by about 14% Well, we grew uh, only by about eight percent, so we outsmarted the industry, and which we've been doing for last uh, few years as well. And in Q4, uh, the performance was very good, and we've basically going back to the pre-COVID levels. And we're pretty excited about the coming quarters as well. Definitely, sir. All our good wishes to you. You know, before going to our next segment. uh i i wish to know more about you as an individual you know godfrey philip then uh, panorica nestle you know uh, so and now the uh, president of uh, uh, international business for redico ketan so how is the journey sir because we do have a lot of uh, end consumer lot of professionals who are watching uh, who are our viewers so we will you know very excited to know more about your personal uh, journey I'd say uh, it's been nice. It's been uh, learning all throughout. The only thing is, I wanted to write from an early age, and I was doing my masters as well. I was very clear I wanted to be in the international trade. For all these last thirty-five years that I've been working, I've been predominantly on the international trade. Uh, yes, initially it was very uh, exciting that you get to travel to different countries, meet different people, understand different cultures as well. So that that was the trigger for me, and I've stuck to my guns on that. Uh, have been um, involved with some of the better known uh, MNCs in the world, and as I say, I've been involved in most of the vices. So I started with uh, nicotine. and moved to cafe and then to alcohol so that's that's the kind of progression that has made uh, in last 35 years but uh, a very satisfying uh, you know it's given me great opportunities to showcase india and what india can do on a world platform when i moved into the international trade in 85 86 India was not having a great reputation of producing quality products, but that, if you look at it now, has completely changed. So uh, I may have done a very small bit in that, but it's been all around that's happened. So it gives me a great amount of satisfaction. The people regard India as a quality producer of world class products that's that's immensely satisfying i i i can't agree more sir i think uh, definitely yes uh, you know uh, i i don't travel as much as you do but you know for last uh, 2016 when i started my own company and started uh, traveling for uh, after creating wine and spirits club of india obviously yes today people do respect uh, you know uh, india not as a consumer but as a producer also and i think a lot of credit goes to the you know fantastic product uh, indian product that we are producing and it is not only here 
we are expo- uh, exporting into many parts of the world so uh, this is definitely a feel good factor uh, that we are not only you know importing world class product but we are a proud indian we are producing world class product here and you know we are exporting into across the globe i think definitely this is a very nice uh, gesture from your end from redico and all those producers who are producing world class product here in india absolutely in fact what is more important is the uh, not only us but a lot of others as well are focusing on the mainstream consumers not only the indian diaspora yes yeah. indian diaspora loves indian products in their own country over there as well so they are a big support group but uh, if you really want to grow they you have to address the mainstream consumers that's where you see the shift happen so the mainstream consumers are now taking uh, a lot of comfort in consuming an indian product again you know it's it's not that something happened overnight i would say it all started uh, obviously initially with all the professionals the doctors that were uh, moving out but then the big uh, spurt came when the it professionals started moving out and then india was perceived as yes these are the guys who know the latest technology can do wonders and same thing trickle down into our products as well yeah. so uh, i think it's it's been a long journey and everyone's done their bit in this so a uh, credit goes to everyone so you know we always felt that uh, we never knew about covid Uh, so what was your expression when you heard uh, covid-19 for the first time in early 2020 you know, no one had heard of covid no one could even imagine a virus could bring the whole world to stop so uh, i remember this was uh, december or something when first first discovered in china Yeah. Yeah. in china and then it was europe and everything and uh, when the lockdown started in india march no one expected anything no one had experienced lockdown like this so initially yes everyone was <coughs> everyone was a little concerned what could happen because it was the fear of unknown no one knew what this virus is no one knew what the cure for the virus is uh, all that we knew was stay home uh, don't move out wash your hands wear a mask and hope for the best but then uh, you know every uh, challenge brings about an opportunity as well and a lot of people, a lot of people especially frontline people goes to the challenge and they they try to bring some semblance to calm into the whole thing uh there were a lot of volunteers they were uh, doing a lot of social work as well and corporates also uh decided to pitch in into the effort so it was a collective effort of each and every one in fact for red to also 
government and even consumers uh, uh, and these were all free of cost that we were distributing uh, in fact we had these uh, municipality uh, trucks which were carrying and sanitizing the whole town as well and this was not only in rampur but a couple of other places where we were doing so that was a small way that we did as well but it was extremely challenging work from home uh, it was especially the the new uh, age company uh, were used to okay maybe once a week you could do or once in 15 days you could work from home but for the normal industry work from home was not a concept that anyone was familiar with or used so it was it was a great new learning as well. also provided time to spend time with your family uh you could there were a number of uh, things that you could do together as a family because everyone was at home so uh, overall i would say there were challenges but people rose to those challenges created opportunities also on a personal front gave opportunities to lot of people to uh, on with the near and dear ones also uh, work on your passions hobbies which you did not do you know the biggest advantage was uh, you were not in the traffic so all the transit time you were earlier uh, spending was also available to you so uh, that was a big plus it and then the second wave So, uh, I think uh, we we come out of that as well. It's been more challenging than the first, but I think uh, world over things are different. Uh, I do hope in the next couple of months things will start in normal, a normal which is not the old normal, but the new normal. I'm I'm an extremely positive person, so uh, things should get better sooner than later. Sir, this is your personal experience. We are also talking to uh, the top uh, management team, or we are talking about uh, we are talking with uh, the president of Redico Khetan also, which is the biggest uh, IMFL company in India. So, from that perspective. how was your reaction uh, you know uh, running a big company bigger the company challenges are more so you know how how you people tackle that situation for any company big or small you know one thing that covid made all of us realize a lot of uh, companies already knew about that but a lot of companies possibly did not put that much focus is your team Your people are the key. 
to your success. You can have amazing, huge factories, operations, distilleries, infrastructure. We do need dedicated people, committed people to run those. So as far as Redico is concerned, our first priority was our people. Uh, whether it was the first uh, wave or the second, we did not lay off a single person. We did not cut anyone's salary or any allowances and all that. And we had all the support available to our team. Uh, more so in the second wave, whether it was the oxygen concentrators, online uh, consultation with the doctors. And in fact, we went uh, in case, God forbid, someone did uh, fall to the COVID uh, pandemic. So uh, for the family, there is a coverage for next three years. So we, we put a lot of focus on our people and our uh, families over there as well. And I must compliment the management and the promoters also. They're absolutely clear that the people and their families come first. Business will happen, will happen later on also, but that's, that's not important. To protect our employees is paramount. And we've taken all precautions, uh, much more than are mandatorily required as well, whether it is the sanitization, uh, cleanliness, all those that we've taken. And thankfully, we've uh, been able to manage the operations so, any learning uh, from COVID? Lots of learnings. Lots of learnings. One, um, yes, we always thought about that, but then people are your biggest asset. So, you need to nurture these assets. Uh, you need to have a quick response team. Because the situation was too dynamic, it kept on changing, new things were happening. So the decision making, we used to have these Zoom meetings and within an hour or two we would discuss everything, take a decision, next day it's implemented. The speed of decision making, it's taking into account what the circumstances are. Tomorrow you may have some more information, you may need to tweak that, but take a decision. Don't keep holding on to that. So that's that's very important. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really nice to know that, sir. COVID, we never we never heard about this. We never experienced this. We never expected, this. and that thing happened. So you know, all the more reason that we need to be you know uh, ready for the future. So how pandemic ready uh, your organization is today? It is COVID. Tomorrow might be it is something else. So how COVID ready the company is or how pandemic ready ready go Khetani is today? See, there are, these are unknown, uncharted territories. But one thing that we were very clear, whether it was the domestic market or the international market, uh, which is very, very significant for any brand owner, is to keep in contact with your consumer, be it the ultimate consumer or your trade partners. Because if you care about them, if you're concerned about them, you build a bond. 
you build an association, you build an emotional connect. That's very important. So in terms of the trade, uh, I would say especially for the international markets, we were in touch with the bartending community, we were in touch with the mixologist in and we did a lot of virtual master classes, tasting sessions. In terms of consumers, uh, we were very, very active in social media. Apart from doing master classes, we also shared with them uh, do it yourself, do it at home. So, you need to be seen as someone who shares their pain, their grief. And would do all that is possible to support them. Also, uh, online, online became a very big thing as well. So you need to be aware of the new trends, new channels, and be aggressive in those channels because people were not going out. The on trade was closed. We bought a lot of places off license, but was closed. So the only option was online, and thankfully. For our luxury brand, we have a very good presence online. And we actually seen a huge uprise, uh, upswing in our sales of the luxury brands on the online channel. Because we had to understand the global travel we did had decimated completely, which was and is a very big channel for us. Uh, but since there's no air travel that was happening, the global travel retail was finished dead. So everything moved to online. So you need to be proactive, you need to take quick decisions, you need to alter your strategies to suit the circumstances. So that's that's another learning in COVID that you need to be very quick on your feet. A lot of learning, sir. And uh, thank you for giving your insight uh, for this uh, era that we really don't want to discuss. But obviously, yes, we learned a lot from this. Uh, When we look at alcohol, I think alcohol is an industry which got uh, maximum myth around this. So in this uh, segment, we we talk about, uh, you know, the myth... uh, uh, you, you know, came across and uh, you, you experienced that and you bust that myth with your peer group. So if you can share uh, the myth with us. When I started drinking, when I started pretty early uh, drinking early like uh, most of the North Indians do. Uh, you know, the biggest thing was people used to drink to get drunk. Which, as you uh, mature a little bit, like our single worlds, you realize, no, you're not drinking to get drunk. You're drinking to enjoy a moment, whether it is with your friends or out somewhere or a meal. So it is something that you enjoy. It's something that complements what you're doing in a particular moment. It is something that you want, helps you bond establish a happiness around you. So that's that's the biggest thing that I would say. Please, alcohol does not make this. The purpose of drinking alcohol is not to get drunk. The purpose is to enjoy 
have a great English. Whether you are having a one drink or three drinks, it's up to you entirely, up to you. Please hold your drink, enjoy the moment, cherish the moment. Of whatever you're drinking, whichever way you're drinking. So that's that's the biggest message that I would like to give in terms of the um, association of beverage and alcohol. And again, you don't drink only in the evening. You can drink uh, all throughout the day as long as you're drinking responsibly. Right. This is the really unique, sir. This is really unique. You know. Uh, when uh, we go, we especially in the trade shows, when we're meeting people or when we're having the real uh, actual master classes, not the virtual ones at all, that's what you hear from people. Don't know, but I, I can't drink more than two, uh, I get high or whatever. You don't have to even uh, have one drink, enjoy them. That's, that's the most important thing. And the other, which again, it's a learning uh, when you uh, are traveling and meeting so many people that the best uh, whiskey, especially if I was to say, comes only from Scotland. Now, that's that's a myth that has been broken, but you still need to keep on reiterating in all your discussions and meetings because it's something that happened in the wine industry. There was only the French wine and the Californian wine. And then the New World Wines came, which are, uh, if not better, at least comparable to the old wines. So you have Australia, Chile, South Africa, everyone's produced the wines. The same thing's happening with single malt. It's only the Scott that were doing the Scott single malts that were happening. And then you had the Japanese. You had Taiwanese, now you have Indians, you have Australian, you have Sweden as well. So everyone's producing single malts. Now, this is a true globalization. No prominence has a monopoly on anything now. You can replicate the experiences, you can replicate the products from anywhere as long as you're very clear what you want to showcase to the world. You can do that. So it's not only Scotland, the rest of the world also produces fantastic products. I think both of your examples are just perfect. Uh, you know, drinking responsibly in, in, at the Wine and Spirits Club also, we always say our tagline is uh, drink testfully and enjoy responsibly. I think that is uh, the core idea should be that you should enjoy your drink and uh, being a proud Indian. We are producing, uh, you know, world-class uh, single malt and scotch, and uh, we we feel proud of this. Thank you very much, sir. I think uh, both of these are uh, no more myth, and uh, the world is accepting this truth. Absolutely, yes, it is. It is. India is a country where, you know, alcohol, uh, promoting alcohol is not allowed openly. So, awareness is something which is much more required uh, for, you know, selling any kind of alcohol. So, in your company, uh, how you are, you know, uh, working behind this uh, awareness program? 
which is you know creating a, a very good brand is essential but it is equally important how we were you know aware people that uh, what the product is you know for any beverage and call product the most important thing is putting liquid to lips uh you can have a fantastic product packaging label design everything but until and unless you taste the product you cannot be convinced or you cannot be forced to buy it and try uh if I, if i was to look at the global scenario internationally it's so much easier to do tasting sessions there but you have certain restrictions in india on that uh which i do understand each state has its own rules and regulations and partly i'm not too familiar with the domestic side of operations but the focus is always to let the consumer taste the product that's how you will start interacting with the consumer and then you tell the story behind the brand that's creating the awareness what is the uh, uniqueness of your product and why should the consumer switch over or try your brand instead of the existing one or whatever they're doing that so <clears throat> these these this is the critical thing and then uh, even if there is an advertising ban per se uh, there are need to go into the trade you can have master classes you can have uh, your uh, on trade activities over there as well but yes in the absence of uh, broad based advertising there's always an issue on how you do that so uh, you need to do much more ground level activities to make the consumer aware of the product and the offering so here we 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 will ask you for uh, your personal favorite uh, you, so please tell me your personal favorite alcohol uh, that you prefer to consume but a product that you are not producing uh been in the alcohol industry for over 25 years so i drink it uh my only uh, criteria is i only or normally i would drink only the brands that i'm associated with uh but yes i do uh, taste competition as well to know what's happening in the rest of the industry um and Uh, I'm I'm extremely flexible in uh, what I would be drinking uh, in a an evening with my close friends and family. So uh, I could have a whiskey, I could have a vodka, or my current favorite is gin. So I could have uh, a gin, and we love to do various cocktails with the gin as well. So gin is my current favorite. And we are talking about Jaisalmer. And needless to say, it is Jaisalmer. I didn't. You you wanted me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I I was being very generic on that. But yes, Jaisalmer is my uh, current uh, favorite. Uh, so you have to you know tell us uh, about a brand like uh, for a, for an example, this episode of ours is. Uh, Sponsored by uh, a rum company called uh, 
Diplomatico. I hope you heard the name Diplomatico. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a Venezuelan rum, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me be honest. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a rum. Uh, rum is not uh, one of my most favorite ones. But um, honestly, the next big thing is rum. Uh, if if I see the global trend, gin uh, of course is growing. The yeah. next big thing is possibly rum. And Matico, uh, I've I've seen I've seen the brand. Um, it's fairly uh, popular and available, and I've seen a huge amount of visibility. But honestly, I've not tasted, so I won't be able to comment on them. But it's it's regarded well. I think in India, uh, Diplomatico, Mantuano, and uh, Reserve both are available, and uh, they are this is a premium uh, rum, and they are doing pretty good in that uh, segment. No, it should. It should. I, I would say is uh, rum is uh, as I said, next big thing. So um, as a category, yes, you have. India is in any case known for rum uh, because of the sugarcane and the molasses that we. And uh, we've got, in fact, uh, talking about rum, uh, our Contessa rum is uh, yes. the largest uh, rum in India, especially in the uh, defense markets as well. So um, uh, we we've been fairly well entrenched in the rum, and then we've got a premium uh, rum as well. But then uh, rum again has been predominantly uh, more in the value for money category. So there is there is a huge potential in premium rums as well. So uh, Diplomatico is well placed in that. So you got a uh, lot of international experience, 35 years with uh, uh, working experience of 35 years, and uh, you worked with many uh, big international brands, many big MNCs. Uh, in this segment of our, uh, we want to know your definition of a successful brand. You are instrumental in building many successful brands in your tenure in the, with different different company. So, what is your mantra or what is your definition of a successful brand? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't complicate life for the consumer or for yourself. For the producers, but it needs to address a consumer need or a gap, and you need to be unique. A me too does not work. You need to have a USP for your brand. Communicate that to the consumers. There is a gap, and this is the brand that is aiming to meet that, bridge that gap. And be the best quality in whatever uh, price segment that you offer. Simple, high-quality product. Do not compromise on these. And communication to the consumer needs to be direct and clear. That will make any brand successful. Keep it simple. I think. Uh... The, the the line is so simple that uh, it won't make anything complicated. It's very easy, you know. Uh, keep it original, as you, as you rightly said. Uh, 
we too don't work uh, uh, to make a brand uh, you know uh, successful i think this is a really yeah, good insight what, what i'm saying and i can i can um, tell you how uh, even on jason may the same we use of the 11 botanicals and that's when a time that people were going overboard with botanicals yeah. 200 botanicals 250 botanicals and that and what was happening and that's that's one part when you talk and i love talking in all these uh, shows the normal complaint uh, everyone was having is that too many botanicals were too complicated because obviously if the label says so many botanicals you're trying to figure out Oh, can I smell? Can I taste that botanical? And uh, in in gin, basic purpose of gin, the soul of gin is refreshing drink with juniper berries. But people complicate them. And in terms of Jaisalmer, we were very clear we wanted to retain the soul of gin. That's coming from juniper berry. And then it is the USP is it's an Indian product. So you have Indian botanicals, and I've used. Okay, everyone uses coriander and all that, but we use Darjeeling green tea leaves in that to make it distinctively Indian, unique product, but retain the stone option. So keep it simple. Have a USP, and then go into the market. So makes life easy for everyone. focus on the liquid first then on the package because eventually packaging can only entice you to buy once it's the liquid that keeps ensuring you keep uh, buying the product over and over again good to know that sir i think this so knowledgeary is uh, we created this so is not only for the end consumer but this is for also for that you know startups that small scale and middle medium scale industries and for all those people uh, for those all those uh, future entrepreneurs they want to come into this industry so the way you explained everything so i think uh, this is really you know thoughtful and uh, it will you know we will be able to uh, make to see the positive side of our industry also and motivate them to keep it simple as you rightly said thank you so very much sir I think uh, Redico Khetan is a company today is uh, the flag bearer of uh, Indian alcohol and we are so proud of that and uh, thank you for your time and uh, for your inputs to make this program successful thank you so very much sir thank you thank you so much male and thank you for having me and wish you all the success with your talk show all the very best and please please stay safe thank you sir